Happy holidays, everybody here from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Kyle Rally making his Ooh. debut at AEW. And in the, in this, for the sake of the holiday Christmas spirit, we're going to talk about what's on our Christmas list in pro wrestling. So that and a little bit more news tonight. Um, so let's get into tonight's episode, folks. Stay tuned. holidays and welcome back to another episode of the big gold belt podcast it is thursday our typical thursday 8 p.m eastern standard time you can join us live each and every thursday 8 p.m at on all of our social medias at big gold belt uh two chains here nigeria alongside of damien and jamal gentlemen how you doing tonight we good yeah ho ho hoes and all that stuff (laughs) <laughs> and in absence of Will and Marcellus who are uh, taking either family time or personal time so they will not be joining us tonight but they do give their happy holidays as well um, but uh, yeah tonight we we're gonna we're gonna make sure tonight's episode is a very in the holiday spirit we're gonna keep it short and sweet for you all that I know you all are prepared to get on the road or already um, probably at your destination by now uh, since Christmas is only two days away. Uh, but either way, you know, we still got a job to do, and that's to bring you some entertainment. And um, I think tonight we're obviously going to start with uh, what is the hottest topic going on on the net right now? And that's Colorado. KO Combat has made this debut at AW. Ooh, surprise. No one saw that coming. <laughs> um, but it does bring questions with that. So uh, generally, before we actually get into the weed of things here, what was you, what was you all feeling about it? What was your thoughts when you saw this happening, Damien? Y'all, I, I could just see the thoughts coming out of your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all know me, man. For the for the sake of of commentary, I was just gonna say meh, but you know, I wouldn't want the NXT people yelling at me. So because uh, you know their opinion doesn't matter, but I'm going to say, not surprised. I'm going to say he he went where he feels he would be appreciated and he could put on banger matches as people keep referring to. Uh, I was kind of hoping he would get a singles push inevitably where they picked up where NXT before it went to 2.0 where he was feuding with Cole every week. Uh, and then for them to kind of just say, yeah, we're back together. Like last month didn't happen. But you know, it's like when, uh, like when different universes, you know, MCUs, you know, spoilers for those who haven't seen Hawkeye. Uh, we get a different version of Wilson Fisk, who apparently carries the cane now. So we're gonna forget that Isn't in season three, version? Daredevil. 
we're gonna forget that Daredevil whooped his ass in season three, and all of a sudden now he can walk and he's out of jail and all this other stuff. So that's, I don't that's agree with, how I, I agree with that. I, you had me until that, but I, I hear I hear you though. I hear you though. Jamal, your thoughts? KO Combat debuted AEW. Meh. When did Kyle O'Reilly become a big deal? Yeah. Okay. That. That that's is the, the point. Thing. That's, that's the, thing. the thing. Now, I will say. I was a fan of Red Dragon and ROH. Same. That was 15 and years ago. Of course, of course. But I like this style of wrestling. Shit, then. was it? I like... Was it yeah. really 15 years? Holy well, uh, if, shit. If it wasn't, it feels like it, but that's gotta be... What, 08? Yeah. I mean, it's the... I was thinking around there, late, yeah, late 2000. Yeah. Uh, 2000. It, was wow. the, it, it was in the heat of when ROH was putting out some of the best wrestling... I mean, but peak ROH is like 05 to 09. Yeah, but that second wave came was pretty true, solid as well, too. True, true. Yeah. But um, I like I, I can I can say here, obviously, because we're, we're we're boys, been together a long time. Like we we liked ROH for a long time, and that was when it was at its peak. And I don't even remember him getting the buzz back then, you know, at all. And then, you know, we we know how these fair weather wrestling fans are. When somebody did beat us like, oh my God. Oh my god. Okay, so, Wait, who's so real that? quick for clarification? 2012. Uh, 2009 is when O'Reilly made his debut in uh, Ring of Honor. Okay. So yeah, Red Dragon did, formed you know. in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah. For for, for me, uh, him going to AEW, I was like, oh, you're no surprise there. I mean, he was going to he was going to go like like Damien said, where he probably felt was his best uh, possible outcome at the time. But yeah, it, I, I never considered him to be a big deal of a person that I'm just going to jump out of my seat. And even due to circumstances, it still wasn't a big deal to me. But I guess it's one of those like, hey, good for you. But also like good for all the fans who wants to undisputed the error to somehow just migrate over into AEW. And like the only thing I just keep thinking about is like, I remember when I was a kid and I do forget like we don't have, you rarely can see ages of folks on Twitter. So you don't really know, but you can, you get small indications about age. But I do remember as a kid, Rob, I wanted everybody to join the NWO, NWO Wolfpack. I wanted everybody. I mean, to the point that, like, I'm I'm probably ashamed to even look at my uh, WCW versus the world uh, oh, wow. when you can when you can change uh, outfits and whatnot. Uh-huh. I'm I'm pretty ashamed to even probably look at that at this point because I'm pretty sure half the roster had NWO Wolfpack shirts. So, like, for me, like, for the kids. You got your Christmas early, folks. You got it. You got Undisputed Era 2.0 on the way. And now you're waiting for Roger Strong and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, as a person who liked Kyle O'Reilly over the years, like this, it didn't do anything for me. So it's like, okay, cool. He's on that show now. So, man. So three mans here. <laughs> I'm more of a mans with a Z at the end. Y'all more like just the M-E. Man. Yeah. yeah. I had a Z in it. Um, But with that being said, though, what... How does that change the, the the climax of AEW now here? What, what where where do you see things going? Because to them, it's a big deal. And well, it better be a big deal because what the hell are you selling if it's not? I mean that. I mean <laughs> question marks all around that one. So, but yeah, what does it mean going forward then? I guess. Okay. Well, let me let me, let me just say this then. Um, personally, I'll never judge a person's future based on what they did i think that every company is different i think every company has a different style a different way of going about things and we literally don't know 
what how this person will adapt to that style yeah. some people can take to any style they're chameleons they can do whatever they want and make it work for them obviously we're seeing daniel bryan have success literally everywhere that he's gone we're mm -hmm. seeing kevin owens have success literally everywhere that he's gone there are other people that you know it took a little bit longer to get to a point where they feel successful and there are other people that just haven't found that thing yet with that said i can't say that like well this is a game changer for Kyle O'Reilly. This is a, you know, this is a game changer for AEW. I'm not marketing the company, so I can't say that. What I can say is that it will be interesting to see what happens next, considering how stacked their roster is, considering how bloated um, you know, the tag team division is, to considering how much TV time they have. They don't they only have three hours of content per week. Yeah. I'm not counting dark and elevation because that may not happen on the same event. It may not happen, you know, down in Florida at the impact zone. So there's so many different things up in the year. Will Cal O'Reilly be the 2012, you know, ring of honor star that he was? Will that translate to 2022 AEW? Will he still pick up? Remember some things from NXT that made that brand great. Let me let me ask you a quick question, real quick. Do you what do you think? How do I, how do I word this? What do you think should be his expectation here? Well, his expectation should be to kick ass and take names. I mean, basically, again, I mean, like if he's not there to be the best, whatever that looks like, then why is he here? If AEW isn't there to sell him as a big deal, then what are we doing here? The now that's the expectation. The reality of it is, is, you know, what, who will show up? Will we get, you know, the NXT version of Cal O'Reilly, which is still pretty good, or will we get the arguably better Ring of Honor Red Dragon version, uh, which is, you know, a thing too. That's I, the question that I've had for every single person that's come in here. Which also, version of that person is going to show up? There's a couple of things to consider here. Bobby Fish health, because he has had a long, extensive uh, career recently yeah. of injury, so you know that that's also a factor here. But also, I think I think this is one of those ones where like let's 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 think any other sport here when a major player and I, I, when I say major Colorado, who who's the first? Like, what sport should we go with? Football, or basketball here because we like to do our comparisons here. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I say I say hockey, but whatever. But look, I, I, I'll say this then: there are players that will go transfer from a football team to another football team and be mm -hmm. that player. Yeah. But how many college kids do you see come out of college and, and were top shit in the SEC, top shit in the Big 12, power yeah, five guy, won the highest. I, I don't think his name flame was, out immediately. I don't think his name is even in that conversation at all. I don't, I, I never, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it is, but I'm just saying that too many people try to reach that next level, yeah. whatever that never next level looks like, and they can't cut the mustard. I'm so, just saying that it's possible. So when he was the last of the, or should I say, when he was one of the last members of the Undisputed Era left, um, because the Undisputed Era, I think it is undisputed that they were the hottest commodity in NXT at their yeah, at, they in were the last year. great thing of NXT, yes. Yeah, agreed. So when he left, to me, that was my the signal to say, well, what can you do on your own? Because they gave you prominent spots, they gave you the prominent matches, they gave you prominent position, um, and these these positions that you were in they were slightly in title contention but it wasn't built around title contention which means that you are were as big as you made yourself to be because the title picture can elevate 
a small like Braun Breaker is an example of a person who he's sort of a, a he's he's a guy, but since he's in title contention, he's been super elevated, and you got eyes on him. That leaves people asking the question now: like, is it time for the title to be on him? But with with Kyle, it was all about the matches he was having, the stipulations, and he could make those moments as big as he could. So my question to you all real quick is on his singles run at NXT before the NXT 2.0 thing, did he live up to those big shoes that he was given? Yes, I feel like for NXT, sure, yeah. To to that point, he was on the road to get to that level. He was feuding with Adam Cole. He was in the Fatal 4 when Joe got, I believe when Joe got crowned. Uh, Mm -hmm. So... I honestly believe had they not done 2.0, he would be NXT world champion right now. Had they not switched over to 2.0. Or did did he not give indication that he was going to stay because he easily could be. He uh, didn't fit the edict off the top. But but, but Champa does? Because he's a WWE body guy. Physically, he's just short. But but Kyle O'Reilly couldn't have been that. No. I'm I'm guessing, and I and and again, the word guessing here. I'm guessing that he gave clear indication that Ample he wasn't resigning. Yeah, and they were just like, "Cool." So we let's start coasting you, you downhill. <laughs> let's put you. Let's put you with this bootleg tag team with uh, Wayne Bloom's son or whatever the hell that guy's name is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I also think that Champa being a super special, top notch priority, mission one, gold star product of Triple H goes a long yeah. way. And I also think he's been very vocal about he wants to be here. Like he's right. like, yeah. I want to. How be many here. people come out and say, "I'm not going to the main roster. You can't make me." Yeah, I dare yeah. you to send me there. And he said, he said he would even go as a producer if they tried to make him do it. So like, you kind of right. want to invest in somebody like that. It's not to say that Champa's any better than Colorado, which I would make that argument that he is, or at least I'm more of a fan of, of Champa and what he does and what he does with younger talent. And maybe that's also another conversation too. It's like, well, is Kyle O'Reilly making the talent around him better? I don't Look, know. But I, I, this how <laughs> I look at Kyle O'Reilly. He over he over he outkicked his coverage. We, we use that phrase a lot when it comes to dating. Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> outkicked his coverage because he was just going to be that vanilla kung fu guy, you know, martial oh, arts boy. guy paired up next to Bobby Fish, and all of a sudden he's playing air guitar, and then they have him wearing denim jackets like it's an episode of the Saved by the Bell. So you know what? He outkicked this coverage, but this is as far as I think he could go. Can you really see him being the guy anywhere? Oh, so, oh, oh, so that's interesting. So now you're saying, because this is what I'm feeling. I never, with him going to AW, I, I think he's just going to be one of the guys. He will not be the guy. There's no way in that upper echelon of talent no. that you ever see his name in there. But but to be fair, though, that means different things in AEW than it does in WWE. Okay, because the guy in WWE is Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and Edge. So since Kyle O'Reilly isn't a product of the Attitude Era or before 2004, you know that's that's the that's the gate that he cast the jump in WWE. Uh, they're not making new 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 stars right now that I'm seeing, um, and that's a different thing. Now in AEW, there are different paths to being that guy. Now, obviously, we could talk about how what Brian's been able to do because he's been able to do the work. We got we, we can't all, use Brian no more. We we talked no, about no. that last week. He's he's no, just but, but I'm saying though, like, no, I'm saying in general, uh, but but still, the Brian of WWE and the Brian that you see on on TV last night, they're not exactly the same person. 
No. You know, he's he's definitely pivoted and and taken the ball in a different direction. His his, vo- his, his his vocals has been the same as far as what his intentions are. That's been consistent. Like I'm the best, and I'm gonna go out there and show you I'm the best. Right, That's because it. certain things have to carry over. He's always been that guy as far as being a champion. He's never been like you know heel Billy Bryan, and then he came out to be used car salesman Bryan, and then now he's flight <laughs> attendant Bryan. Like, yeah. no, that's not it. I mean, he's always been that guy that says, no, I'm, I'm the best and I'm going to prove it. And with that said, though, with as far as O'Reilly goes, um, being the guy in NXT probably puts him at a similar position in AEW. Well, he gets inserted into a high-profile spot in AEW, and obviously Adam Cole has some questions to answer to the Young Bucks and the Elite, you know, are, are a thing. And so, like, uh, I mean... Did they put him at the tippity top of the mountain? No, because that mountain is also a lot flatter at the top and holds a lot more people than it does in WWE. There are three guys at the top of the mountain in WWE. One's Randy Orton, one's Edge, and one's Roman Reigns. As much as you, you know, as much as I don't want to admit that. But in AEW, there's a lot more parity at the top. So does that mean that Cal is going to be the next AEW champion? No. But does that mean that he's going to be in a high-profile spot? You know, Yes. Is that means that he's in a high profile spot right now? Yes, he is. I mean, and I think that that is something to be you know taken into account as well. I, I think the thing what AEW does good is the term high profile spot is kind of a relative term because who is it in a high profile spot? If you the look women? at if you yes, yes, moment of silence for that. Thank you. Okay. Yes, because every everybody. You're near Darby, hot. You're near MJF, hot. You with Orange Cassidy, uh, uh, hot. <laughs> but the in the elite, yeah. But, but, but I mean, I, but I think the, people the point are is that hot. They're able to make something themselves and take it to the next level. So it's I, not just like yo, you're going to open the show, you're going to give us eight minutes, and then you're not expected to do well. WWE habitually handcuffs their guys. I, I, I and then I they put that. a damn good match on 205 Live and go. Oh so, well, you know. So basically, he should he should have did the jail thing, break break the handcuffs off once again. Well, that's what I was. He should have been Cody from Street Fighter. Yeah, no, yeah. no Cody. Right no, 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 no. Well, I mean, well, yes, he should have been Cody from Street Fighter in a black and white uh, jumpsuit, <laughs> um, throwing uh, dirt bombs at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, to me, I just I think the signing is as big as the fans wanted to be. I think he just gets inserted back into a same styling of expectations that he was uh, pre. NXT Which is why 2. it's 0. meh to me. Yeah, it is. And I can't I think, be excited for the same thing. Here's my and, comparison and the, while you were talking really quick. My comparison while you were talking was when you're big somewhere else and you go elsewhere and you're just meh. I don't know if you guys watched New Japan back in the day, but remember when Carl Anderson was a big deal in New Japan? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he comes to the States and he strictly teams with Gallows and Gallows is typically the Bobby Fish of the group. And then... Stun Gun wrestles the decent matches, but loses to get to the next guy. So if you want to, if you want to call Kyle Riley anything, he's the mid boss of level one. You know, if we're playing <laughs> Final Fight, he's the dude that blows the whistle at the end of, of, of the first boss of level one. That's it. That's all he's that all, that's all he's gonna be, and that's not a bad thing. You know, because remember, AEW by all accounts is the wrestling program. He doesn't have to be the dude dressed in denim. He doesn't have to be the dude playing the air guitar, even though that's I think a, that kind of helps him. And that's also not true, too, because Orange Cassidy is over, and he doesn't have to do anything but his gimmick to be over. So he doesn't have... I that's what I'm saying. He, Kyle doesn't have to do that because he can just be the MMA 
break you in half, guy. See, see that's that, okay. See, no, but see, that's the problem because they're already labeling him as the violent artist. They're going back to his roots. <laughs> the, but I think yeah, I saw that. any anytime <laughs> you're near the Bucks, your expectations to be anything other than comedic is non-existent to me. When you're with the Bucks, you're doing BTE. Well, because they're corny enough as it is. I'm just saying, like, so, like, to me, the expectation for him is to say, oh, you have fulfilled your prophecy, sir. The Undisputed Era 2.0 has come. That's it. I don't think there's nothing else for him to do anymore now. Lose nope, matches. I mean, let's just, let's just go one person back. Bobby Fish. What has he done since he's been here? It's like Lose. The, the, only bit of, the only bit of interest I had with him is like, oh, I wonder how this MLW deal works now then. Because he went there first, and then it's like, now nah, he's elite. So I'm like, well, I, and then, you know, obviously MLW came out with the whole, like, well, we're working that kind of thing where, like, you have to be here when you have to be here, but you can do whatever else. So it's like, okay, cool. That's been cleared up. Nothing else to really say right. here. I'm so not looking for Bobby Fish. I'm not looking for Kyle O'Reilly. The, the good days are over. Do you? No, I don't think it's over, but I think that do you think that just because he's in this spot and it's not like Fish is, you know, just destined to lose or he's, you know, this high end job or anything like that. Uh, the real question is, is like. Is it because they have so little time to give these people the story development that people need to carry on uh, the, the storylines? Who knows what they'll what they're going to do next week? It probably won't be the same thing because there's, there's still some people that we haven't seen yet that we are, you know, our, our thing. So that's kind of it. You get one segment to mull this over. You know, this isn't like Raw when you get seven segments and then four more segments telling you what you just saw three segments ago. They have yeah. one chance, maybe two chances. To get whatever they're trying to get across and get it over, and if it doesn't work, you're like, well, what are the, you know, we won't see it again for two weeks. Yeah, so also too, like when you're aligned with the Bucks, like I don't also don't think that you can do any wrong in 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 terms of your your core fan base. I think what you you being out there is just good enough. And I also think that if Kyle O'Reilly really wanted to bank on himself in terms of could he be an independent uh, star to to lead a show, did he have superstar talent? He would have stayed at NXT. Obviously, there had to have been an option there for him, but he decided that it wasn't for him. So, to me, when you talk about basketball here, I think it's one of those cases of, like, can you play next to LeBron? Sure, you can win there. But what happens if you decide that you want to just go out and be on the but, team? But, but who are we you talking about? Kyrie though? Irving? No, I mean... I are we? Is he Kyrie Irving or was he Russell no. Westbrook? So, so th- thank you. Russell Westbrook is a good example. That's that's one. Russell Westbrook has all of he's the. He's Serge Ibaka. He's not even Russell no. Westbrook. No, he's not Serge. Don't Damn. do that. Damn, dude. <laughs> you, you, you know what I was thinking before I stepped out Damn. real quick. You know who I think Bobby Fish Serge. is? You were asking who's Bobby Fish? You he's Ken Patera. He's oh, Ken Patera. Remember how everyone made Ken Patera feel like they were a big deal, but he was jobbing out to Bad News Brown in about seven seconds? Wow. That's Bobby Fish's role in AEW. Look would, cool, get your ass beat. I would, I would, I, I feel comfortable with saying Russell Westbrook to some degree. I mean, Kyrie Irving, I think, is the, one of the best players to ever play. He just, you know, circumstances with him. But Russell Westbrook is one of those ones like, this dude has talent. I've seen him have really good games, but can he do anything by himself? But he's he the Durant, guy. No, he, but, but, here's but the he thing, has he, he's taking a chance in trying to be the guy and he hasn't shown. And I'm just thinking that Kyle maybe didn't feel doesn't feel like he could 
either it, two things either he feel like he couldn't do it by himself or maybe he's like well i'm past those days in my life i'm just gonna go hang with the boys the real the real question is and this is the question that everybody has to a- ask or uh, answer uh when they sign a contract what does success look like yeah yeah. Because really if Kyle O'Reilly is just there to move T-shirts, sell some merch, you know, do his thing, then whatever. If yeah. he's there to be that guy, steer his, you know, be the um, mass head of the company and, and, and take it to the next level, then that's something else. But those yep. two paths don't have to be the same. Absolutely. So what do, and that's the same thing with Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is 75 years old. So, I mean, I don't know if the method methodology for him, the path for him is to take you know, the company to the moon. Daniel yeah. Bryan says he's only has three years left. He's not resigning. He's done. You know, yeah. no matter, you know, win, lose, or draw, he is done in, in you know, two years and nine months. So <laughs> so the question is, you know, what does success look like? And when we look back at Bryan's um, run in AEW for the past, you know, in three, in two and a half years-ish, you know, will it be successful? Well, that answer will be very different than Adam Cole. Adam Cole could be a multi-time AEW champion. That's the path that he's on. Uh, the Bucks don't need to prove anything else. They built the company. Uh, Cal O'Reilly doesn't really need to prove anything, but he could definitely be a multi-time tag team champion with, with Fish. It's hopefully he doesn't get injured. Please, Jesus, you know, keep his knees intact. But but that's kind Jay, of the Jay Lethal there. He good. The boys are back. Well, you know, the crater, <laughs> they, look, there's a minivan full of uh, full of knee braces out back right now at the loading dock. <laughs> But heard the you idea get a, is, heard you can go up to Potasco Market, man. You might see a few straying around. Listen, you get yourself a Costco size thing of shea butter. Uh, you can get some <laughs> some wheat Tims uh, with the logo on backwards, a throwback jersey, half a radio, and Jamie's the knee brace from the Potasco flea market. Shout out to Baltimore uh, you know, right now. But no, but the idea is, you know, we it's easy for us to sit here and say that, like, well, he's not successful if he doesn't check our boxes. But does he check his? Yeah. And yeah, no, that, and I that, really think that, you know, it's it could be the money. It could be the whatever. Hell, yeah. I mean, fuck it. Let's say the money's the same. AEW runs half the shows that WWE does. I'm yeah, going to go there. I was going to bring that up. I, I was going to bring that up. And again, I, thought, I also think it's a level of comfortability. You're with your boys. So, like, the level yeah. of pressure expectation could all be lower because you all are eating a piece of the pie together. He was on Good Looking's Island by himself out there at NXT. And Gargano's gone. And then Champa, who is clearly going to uh, transition, uh, transition in, into um, gay. He's, he will be gay. Not even a question. He may be gay and he may be uh, uh, quack. All in one. They, he may wow. be the guy where they, in terms well, of training. Let's hope he's not trainer. as handsy as quack is, though. Yeah, in, in, yeah, in terms of trainers. Okay, good. Because because yeah, 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 two hands yeah. on. But I, but I, but but on that notion, like that's not far fetched. Because when you think about the toolage that this guy's been under, he's not a guy that you kind of want to just leave out there because he has endless years of 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 experience, knowledge, and rehabilitation too. Let's not forget, like he's also worked through major injuries to be back, which is also an asset to tell people like this is how you do it. And when you got these new collegiate people coming in, I think that like. When you want to talk about somebody who really breathes the body of pro wrestling, that's a person that you just get the most unbiased answer. He's done the indies, the bingo shows, uh, the bingo halls and all of that. He's done the things, okay? Mm-hmm. He's seen his friends go. He's seen his friends come, so he knows it all. So, you know, it, it, it is different things, but I think, Jamal, you bring up a good point. We'll leave it at that, is that um, as fans, you're happy because he's here. 
And despite what he does on television, what he does with the company, his metric of success and the reason why he put his ink on the dollar line is because he knew what he wanted at this point. And he just has to live up to that. And that's just the bottom line because Jamal said so. So anyway, um, at this point, really quickly, I just want to take a moment to plug in um, our advertisement segment. Uh, We do not have anything this week. So this is an opportunity for you all to reach out to us if you would like to be featured and, and, and sponsored by the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Uh, shoot us a DM at Big Gold Belt. Uh, we can talk rates and terms and all that other stuff, and we can plug in your show, promotion, content, whatever it may be, um, and make sure you get your nice 60-second advertisement spot done by the lovely voice of Damian G over here. Um, that way we can make sure our audience knows exactly why they need to tune into your content. Uh, so again, hit us up on uh, the Twitter or any social media at Big Gold Belt, uh, Facebook, whatever it may be. Uh, but as I said in the beginning of the show, you can find the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, which includes Twitter Live, Twitch, uh, on all of our social medias, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, the Big Gold Belt Podcast, um, Big Gold Belt Media uh twitter page or any of our associate pages which means our personal pages or any of that stuff you can find us there and then obviously you can uh you should subscribe and join us on twitch as well too uh jump in the chat let us know your thoughts about our discussions each and every show we'll make sure those uh comments get read live and you can be a part of the show maybe you can dictate a little bit where the where the show goes if you end up uh catching us off guard with some good commentary yourself so definitely we in totally um would like to have that support going forward. But yeah. Like like um, me saying Bobby Fish is Ken Patera. Stuff like that. Or whether <laughs> or not Kyle Riley is the same as Serge Ibaka. Let us know. <laughs> I was going to call him Bradley Bill, but I had to think about that for a little bit. Nah, nah. Don't do that to Bill. Don't do that. Don't do that to Bill. Yeah, let me think about that for a little bit. Um, but yeah, folks, uh, like I said, each and uh, every week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, get your content uh, or get let us get you a commercial for your content read, uh, read and um, video as well. So that uh, folks can know why they need to turn into your content. Um, but at this point now, I'm going to turn over to Jamal's. We like to get in our quick hit segment where we yep. like to go over the things this week that you must need and know about. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so just quickly and in very general, first of all, you know, happy holidays to everybody. And mm-hmm. hopefully Christmas, uh, if you if that's your thing, is good for you. If not, I will see you at the Duck House because, yes, uh, we're going to get some duck this Christmas. It's going to be a good time. Now, as far as news goes, WWE, they have, well, problems. Uh, they have problems with COVID-19. They have problems with the Omicron variant. The Omarion variant uh, yeah. is running wild. Like it's 2004 all over again. And they are, well, they're having to cancel shows in Canada. Canada is tightening down restrictions. Uh, lockdowns are coming uh, in Ontario and Quebec. So shows in Toronto and the Val, which is just outside of Montreal, uh, those are going to be canceled. And, well, not canceled, but those are going to be postponed and rescheduled. Um, there are house shows that are scheduled in the Northeast, including this area. Uh, house show here on Tuesday. So those are supposed to happen, but WWE is still, you know, scrambling. Uh, for events and you know, yeah, there's been some staff and stuff that's tested positive for COVID. So it's been a bit of a mess. The NFL has had issues. The NHL has had issues. 
Um, basketball has that issue, so WWE is certainly not immune as well, um, which is which is a damn shame. Of course, New Year's Day is coming. It's a week from Saturday, and that is WWE Day One. I didn't know that they had an app. WWE Day One app uh, is basically a companion app for everything that you need to know about the event out there in Atlanta at State Farm Arena. Uh, it has you know the the full the stadium map and experience that you know where you can pre-order merchandise through the app and uh it's a separate thing from wwe.com or the wwe app so it's the wwe day one app if you're going to the show in atlanta and it actually it makes sense i don't know why more teams don't do it but if you have people that are coming for an event then yes you know but let me buy merch from the app. Let me and send it to my seat and stuff like that. So WWE, you know, keeps inventing and uh, reinventing the wheel. And, and I like it. Don't be surprised if they do the same thing for WrestleMania too, uh, this coming uh, April. The Cavender twins. I haven't heard of them either. But Hannah and Haley are WWE bound. They were on the Next in Line program, which will use their name, image, and likeness for WWE while they finish up with college. They both play for Fresno State University out there in California. They are women's basketball players. They are one of 15 uh, college athletes that have signed on with the inaugural program. And apparently they have 4 million followers on their joint TikTok account. Now, they're juniors in Fresno, and they already have deals with SoFi and East Bay. And their combined income is creeping up on a million dollars. So... Damn. Uh, Haley is averaging 18 points, nine boards, and five assists uh, per game this year. She was the Mountain West Player of the Year last year. Hannah is averaging 14 points, five, four and a half rebounds, and three assists. And she is a two-time all-conference player. So definitely doing the work on the court. Definitely doing the work, you know, building their brand. And WWE uh, has signed on with them. I don't know who's, <laughs> who's more important for them. You know, WWE has signed on with them. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. You don't gain 4 million TikTok followers for nothing. So WWE you know is definitely, you know, making moves that way. Well, that's how business work here. This is this is why it's a no-brainer that they had WWE had to get their likeliness. Otherwise, there's no point. They, right. they, they could, it, it, it's, it's crazy to say, but some folks actually can be bigger than the brand. And being bigger than the brand doesn't mean you're, like, bigger than WWE. It just means that your moments is all about you. Not you in that brand. It's about you, you know? And that's probably one of those cases where they're just like, yeah, well, we don't want to kind of let that happen. So right. um, let's oversimplify it for the folks at home. They are tall, blonde, athletic twins. We'll <laughs> leave it at that. Because Johnny Laurinaitis is doing all that again. So there you go. <laughs> well, also, E! Entertainment probably has a lot to say about that as well, too. So they're like, so you're saying we could, uh, you know, get back in the mix soon? Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if E decides to do a reality show for this incoming class of folks. And there's like this whole Please new man. class of folks who didn't go the traditional route. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, you, so you're telling me they're going to put the next in line kids in a wrestling house? Yeah. Like the I real would, world. Like, I wouldn't be the real world. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. As a matter of fact, didn't we have that called Tough Enough? No. Tough Enough was actually like a, a, a legitimate-ish The last iteration. Oh, well. 
What yeah, we had, I'm what's a, that guy? The the guy from like Louisiana who had an alligator. Yeah. Everyone wanted him to win and he didn't win. Yeah, that guy. It doesn't even matter though. It, 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 it could be a combination of all of that. I mean, it's just easy money. They have a brand. Matter of fact, if y'all watch any of these dating shows that they have on Netflix and whatnot, none of these people are Joe Smoes. They already have established brands. Yeah, they have followings. <laughs> They're no you're no longer plucking people from even more obscurity to be on a reality show. You have to have some sort of following. Yeah. That's the biggest. That's the biggest part of the child. <laughs> Who cares about the audition tape? One, they one know. of the NLI NIL people looks like Paulie D from the Jersey Shore. He just happens to be a wrestler. Well, there. Well, <laughs> oh, the, yeah, the Italian kid. Yeah. 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 But um, so that there's that. But then, ironically, you say that because it's not. Maybe it's not E. It may be Bravo. But Austin Gunn is in one of those shows as well. Where I think they're going to take them, you know, these fresh-faced kids, to put them out there on a farm or something like that, and, and farmersonly.com, yeah. the reality show. Even though keeping up, keeping up with the Kardashians is either done or about to be done. I don't know. I've never watched it, but I knew they were coming yeah. up on their last season. Uh, reality TV show is far from dead, <laughs> so it's just a matter of ca- catching this next, this next uh, niche. And hey, think about all these folks who would like some television uh, publicity and this is another avenue to get the Lord of them into WWE when they're like hey you know we could get you a potential Netflix deal a, a E USA a Peacock something you know let, let's work with you let's let's get the likeness of your of your of your thing and then you can wild out so yeah, yeah well somebody will watch it uh the mighty Thunderbird it, it's a Marvel comic and he's making his like re-debut in this giant size edition and it's notable because Nyla Rose uh, apparently is helping with the production of of this uh, series um, it's I don't know too much about Thunderbird as the um, as a character but I, apparently he's affiliated with the X-Men um, you know a lot to do with Magneto and, and all the shenanigans Hold on. Sure. Th- Thunderbird is the one that could detect war I thought that was a different guy, but okay, fine. Um, I think sure. that's him, the one that can detect when a war is about to happen. Uh, he was in um, Days of Future Past, if I, if I believe. He was the one that was able to tell when the signals are coming because he could tell when like engaging battle was happening. I think that's just what his ability was. Like, I need to check that out real quick. But I think Hold on, I'm looking okay. it up right now. Thunderbird was a mutant who possessed superhuman strength, sufficient to rip apart a fighter jet with his bare hands fast enough to outrun a bison possibly faster and stamina due to his dense musculature senses are enhanced he's an adept tracker and expert yeah. in hand-to-hand combat yeah he's also he was also in um he was also in uh what was the x-men show that was on fox uh that was really X-Men? good that, the gifted the gifted oh <laughs> yeah the X-Men. There you go. thought you meant the oh. x-men cartoon my bad all right yeah. go ahead continue yeah. Uh, yeah, so apparently Nyla Rose is part of the the team that's you know, producing this uh, project, and uh, that's going to hit store shelves April. Yeah, in next April. So yeah, so good on good on her uh, for like a hell of a side project. Good on you know them for bringing it out, and obviously you know Nyla Rose having hand in it. She is part uh, Native American. Thunderbird is too. So uh, yeah, that's that's a hell of a thing. Um, Ms. and Maurice are already married. So why would they renew their vows on Raw this coming week? What could possibly go wrong? But yeah, Raw, yeah, they are really they're killing it. They're just they're just bringing them in, bringing them in because who doesn't want to see the, the Miz and Maurice get wrestling married again? Davy Richards, uh, if you remember from speaking of old Ring of Honor, 
Um, he was on Vicky Guerrero's podcast because who doesn't have a podcast nowadays? And he says he really doesn't like TV wrestling as it is now. He says that he was also, quote, offered a contract from WWE three times and AEW reached out too. But, you know, he doesn't just want to be on the road too much again. Um, he's found his time at Impact was great, but really he hates TV wrestling because, you know, he wants the, t the time to tell stories in the ring. And he feels that 15 minutes, anything under 15 minutes doesn't really do it for him. So that totally makes sense. I would like to see him in AEW. Um, it's not a need it's or a want, but it would be a cool thing if that happened. But apparently don't hold your breath because Davey Richards isn't really wrestling, uh, interested in wrestling on TV. Uh, last two things. Jonathan Gresham. No, not the story that we all have known of Gresham for this week. Um, skipping that one. But Gresham, Chris Saban, hard to kill, January 8th. Interesting. Uh, Gresham is the ROA champion. He was crowned in final battle uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and and we'll, it is great to see Ring of Honor. He's also defending the belt at Terminus, which is going to happen on the 16th. A week after um, this match at Hard to Kill. So good on him. Honestly, good on him for giving Ring of Honor the exposure that they have now, that the exposure that they didn't have then. Because people are actually seeing, you know, the Ring of Honor champion, whereas Sinclair, uh, you know, well, we've discussed, but I digress. Combat Zone, CZW. They are coming to a beautiful historic town of Harvard Grace, Maryland. And that might be a first time ever. I don't remember CZW coming to Maryland before, but Harvard Grace is a small town about halfway between Baltimore and Delaware, Philadelphia. So if you are in Northeastern Maryland, or if you want to take about an hour drive-ish, I'm outside of DC, about 30 minutes outside of Baltimore, a uh, little bit longer outside of Philadelphia. No, um, not November, January 2nd. February 6th, March 6th. Those are shows that are going to be happening at the State Theater of Harvard Grace. And that's at 325 John Street in Harvard Grace, Maryland. Uh, tickets on sale soon. Card to be announced sooner than later. But, you know, if you never made it up to a CCW show in Jersey, and if you feel that that's a little bit too far, they are coming a little bit closer to you. If you're in D.C., Baltimore, uh, south of Philly. So that's actually a pretty good deal for those MCW crowds. You know, that's up, that's their neck of the woods. Um, so that'd be interesting to see who shows up there um, in the wrestling capital of Maryland, Harvard Grace, Maryland. So, uh, you know, happy Christmas to everybody. There isn't a lot of wrestling happening this weekend because of Christmas in, in America. Um, in other parts of the world, you know, there are, but yeah, I'm really having a hard time finding where I can actually watch Singapore Championship Wrestling live, but you know I'll have more news on New Year's shows that are going to be happening next week, and that's the news for this week. Also, let me let me correct one thing real quick. I was almost right. So Warpath is the younger brother of Thunderbird. So Warpath was in Days of Future Path, and okay. Thunderbird was in The Gifted. So uh, very similar abilities and traits and whatnot. Uh, it's just costume design. But hey, you get, I mean, even that can get confusing because like they use variants for all these movies and shows and stuff anyway. So um, but for our final thing for the night, we're going to talk about what we have, what we want or have on our wrestling Christmas list. And for me, hey, Jamari went over it. I'm very happy to see what my man Jonathan Gresham is doing. Uh, two things here. Uh, we, we talked about what was ROH after the demise of ROH. 
And I said that I want these champions to go out and put these put the title on the line all through the independence. Because one, it keeps ROH prestige alive. It keeps some of these talent relevant. And what I mean by relevant, I mean, it's a, always a big deal when you hear a notable uh, promotion title being defended on the independence because whether you like Impact or not, whether you like ROH, you're still looking like, wait a minute, oh, what is happening? And that's a big deal. But yes, it does have very two big names. Um, happy for Gresham because I know that's somebody that he admires and always wanted to wrestle and to do it for the ROH championship on a big show like Hard to Kill. I mean, I'm pretty sure he, he's head over heels uh, for the excitement for that. Um, so I, I'm my 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 Christmas uh, list or want for wrestling was very easy. And that's just to see um, the ROH talent continue to stay relevant when Sinclair failed them. They're going to uh, have to do it themselves. You know, they they wouldn't put on the Infinity Gauntlet and they're going to go do some things. And um, and, and and Gresham leading the way is a, a very beautiful thing. Now, I will say there is one thing I've been wondering, and it's really I haven't seen this tidbit anywhere. So we know that COVID and Sinclair pretty much was like the icing of the cake for ROH. And Bandito was the champion, who I was super excited to see. Young, different, um, uh, has all the talent in the world. Would like to see what his reign would have been. But he wasn't able to defend his championship because of COVID. So, as far as I know, he still has the new edition of the ROH championship. And although Gresham has the OG edition, and he has been crowned as the ROH champion... And it's weird that sometimes you you notice that they're they're, they're labeling that the ROH Pure Heavyweight Championship. So I've not seen that. I well, I don't know if somebody was just like typing it up that way or whatever it may be. Either way, the the question is, well, well are we going to have some type of unification or we're we going to have some type of discussion there? And I think it's very interesting that both of them are on that Terminus show. And I'm just wondering what does that mean going forward. Um, I would like to see that be resolved. I would like that match to just happen, period, because it was going to be an amazing match. Um, but either way, long live ROH. Hopefully that they can do it on their own without Sinclair and keep the relevancy going until some determination is happening. So happy to see these championships uh, hitting the indies and creating um, big moments. And, hey, Hard to Kill will be an amazing uh, day. Damien will be there, right? I will. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're you're in for a treat. Imagine getting a big match signed out of nowhere. Actually, I could have predicted that this was going to happen. I, I I knew once like the ROH thing had you know happened, the loyalists of ROH, you know the folks who was going to almost go down with that boat with Sinclair. <laughs> once once some life jackets were thrown out to them and they survived, I knew we were going to start seeing things like this. Jay Lethal being the biggest indication. So I was like, oh well, now that he has no allegiance to Sinclair. We're going to start seeing Gresham on other shows. And why wouldn't he go to a promotion that his wife is at here? It just makes sense. Oh. Against one, of the, <laughs> one of his favorite wrestlers in the world. So, like, it's, hey, that Daniel Bryan match is coming soon. I don't know where, but it's coming soon. But happy for my man getting all his dream matches out of the way. And getting the respect he deserves as being one of the best in the world. He better be in your top five, everybody. Anyway, um, Jamal, Wrestling Christmas yeah. Wishlist. So, I mean, it, it, it's a wish list, but I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It's too long. So I, I'll give you two things that's on the, the wrestling wish list. 
Um, the, the first thing that I really, 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 really hope for was uh, more time for the women in AEW. Not just time to tell stories, not just time to, you know, but I'm talking about like time in the ring uh, to actually, you know, get matches. Marquee matches should be in marquee spots, opening the show, closing the show, top of the hour, things like that. And, you know, putting them at a spot after a high octane match, you know, there's just so much energy that I have to be engaged in the product before I go, all right, this, I need to cool down from it. Um, and that's just is what it is. It's a two hour show, you know, but that hasn't happened yet. And I'm hoping that they'll, you know, get around to that eventually. Um, the second thing that's on my wish list that I did kind of get is, um, kind of like not the end of Ring of Honor when everybody that thought of Ring of Honor thought that it was dead, it was dead. It was it was dead as a doormail. Rigor mortis and, and Pete Moss was setting in on it. Ring of <laughs> Honor was finished, and that's actually something that you know Joe Coff never said. He said that we are taking the first quarter off. He did not say that the Ring of Honor name will die. He did not say that the Ring of Honor you know legacy will die. He did not say that he can is opening up an eBay store to sell the belts. He just said that we're taking the quarter off. And I think that that statement, as flippant as it could be, was really lost on a lot of people. And to be honest with you, it does seem like that's something, something's cooking. I think there's something cooking in the kitchen. I don't think he has all the ingredients. Hell, I don't even think he has the pot to put the thing in. But I do (laughs) think that there is something smoldering in the kitchen right now. And whether it's Gresham um, out there, you know, being like the, the banner for Ring of Honor, whether it's Roxy, okay, maybe not her because she's in a WWE tryout. But, um, you know, they do have, you know, six-man champions. They do have tag team champions. The Briscoes are, you know, have the belts, and they're making noise with the FTR, starting getting their program off the ground. You know, this is the grassroots Ring of Honor that I was kind of hoping for. If they had to start from somewhere, I was really hoping they would start from 2005 the 2009 grassroots ring of honor. This is what wrestling looks like, what you see on TV ain't it. And this is where it is. That's how they made their name. That's how they survived for 20 years by being just technically sound wrestling, you know, promotion. They honestly ring of honor is the closest thing you'll get to Japanese wrestling in America. It ain't dragon gate. And I think with their, though their presentation Maybe something that Americans aren't used to. Uh, you know, their presentation and and stuff is, is falling behind. The TV deal is garbage. But as far as the content goes, the reason why I watch is because their wrestling is top class. So I really hope that they get back to that point. And it feels like, and maybe this is just the optimist in me. Maybe this is, you know, my bias showing. But I really feel like that comes Super Card of Honor um, in April. Or wherever they, you know, decide to do it. Maybe we do see Gresham versus uh, Brian, you know, champion versus champion, because I think Adam Page needs to lose the belt immediately. Maybe we do see Ooh. the return of, um, you know, when we do see Gresham versus Moose or whoever the hell the Impact champion is. Maybe we do see Gresham versus Vikingo 
for the Triple A championship. I mean, th- I, I just don't, I find it hard to believe that he's out there tight in the brand, tight in the belt. Same thing with the Briscoes. If they're just to do fuck all with it. So I'm maybe it's, you know, maybe that is a thing. It's just an inkling of a feeling. And I really hope that it blossoms into something bigger. So this is the seed. And hopefully an oak tree in in three, four months will grow out of it. Yeah, goodbye. Damien, close this out tonight. So my Christmas wish list is pretty simple in wrestling. And I always focus on the things that keep me interested in in the first place. Uh, women's wrestling, for one. I'm going to echo Jamal's statement and wishing that AEW gave more kudos and umbrance to the women's division. Uh, I was at the Dallas show where Sheeta wrestled uh, Serena Deeb. The crowd was dead, and they deserved better than that. I mean, you 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 do Brian Danielson versus Paige for an hour, then you try to get the crowd back by you know putting them on a women's match shortly thereafter with two technical women's wrestlers, and it's like really that's what y'all decide to do now. So that that's that's my number one wish is that AEW focuses more on their women's wrestling. And I know we've probably been saying that for a couple of years now, but hey, maybe you know day clock is right twice a day. So hopefully we'll we'll get that right sometime. Uh, the other part for me is just women's wrestling in general. You, you know, you all know that's where I made my, you know, my start here doing broadcasts and whatnot. Uh, I'm glad to see that women's wrestling is kind of on an uptick again outside of WWE. Uh, you know, we see Lady Frost now, you know, a friend of the show to, you know, on impact doing, doing her thing. We're seeing Abaddon get featured on dark and elevation. I know Abaddon's personal favorite of Jamal's. Yep. Uh, Myself included. I love Serena Deeb's weird Chris Jericho meets Owen Hart, bitter vet. I, I, I liked where they're going with that. Uh, I even like the fact that Riho is getting another shot at the belt. But overall, just and even Liv Morgan, you know, WWE, you know, kudos to you, toxic attraction. You know, they're a, they're a 16 year old boy's wet dream. But at the same token, it's like at least we're getting back to potentially a uptick when the women's revolution that Stephanie McMahon invented years ago mm-hmm. finally gets to have a chance to really show its true colors uh, and come back even stronger. Uh, another thing I'm, I'm hoping on my Chris, uh, Christmas wish list is more attention paid to wrestlers of color. Uh, we've seen that this year with Bianca, with Sasha, with Moose, with, with Lashley, with Big E. Cody. Uh, Jacob, Co- no, well, yeah, Cody Christ is the, the end all be all. And, and, you know, and, and Jacob Batu, Roman Reigns, like to see them featured more prominently than in my estimation, any other year that we've all been wrestling fans, unless I'm mistaken, this, this is probably the biggest year for that. And let's hope it's not just, you know, people have been saying, oh, it's the woke generation causing this to happen. I don't give a shit. It's getting, you know, wrestlers of color out there on a grander scale. Shit. I'll go over to GCW and tell you, AJ Gray is the most fucking overdue there, you know, and, and it's ridiculous. You know, when you have all these, <laughs> when you have all these people, non people of color screaming his theme song, you know, that, that tells me enough, you know, in that realm as well. Go ahead, two chains. You want to say something? Nope. But, it, but it's true. And, and then, you know, other promotions like battle club, you know, who's big swells, their, their icons champion Tasha's up there. They're always bringing in wrestlers of color, trying to highlight them. So shout out to Battle Club too. But just on my Christmas wish list for wrestling, more women's wrestling, more attention being paid there, and to continue the uptick on the focus on wrestlers of color. Because, you know, 
about 20 years ago, Gable Stevenson probably will be like the second coming and then they'll make him sexual chocolate 2.0. But now they have a chance to actually be wrestlers and be athletes and, and, and be who they are and not just be a gimmick. And, and I appreciate that. And just for me personally, just real quick, more events that require COVID testing. Cause man, y'all motherfuckers don't know how to act like at all. So by the time I get to hard to kill, please don't make me be one of the people y'all are trying hard to kill because I want to live. <laughs> so do me that favor, y'all, and just, you know. Good, good luck, Texas. You know, good luck in Texas. But yeah, that, that's my Christmas wish list for wrestling, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, look, we want to make it short and sweet because, you know, we got you got things to do. Let us know uh, after conclusion of this show. Let us know what's on your wrestling Chris, Christmas list. We would love to hear your thoughts on that. But other than that, you all be safe. Uh, much love and happiness your Christmas holiday weekend. And I'll do it here for the Big O' Belt Podcast each and every Thursday, 8 p.m., live on all social medias. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. All I really need, that big old belt, big old belt.